Chapter Nineteen of the Outdoor Girls of Deepdale. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Natalie Paula. The Outdoor Girls of Deepdale by Laura Lee Hope. Chapter Nineteen. Little Lost Girl. What are you doing here? Who are you? How long have you been here? Is Mrs. Black in there? These questions were fairly shot at the girls, who stood in rather embarrassed silence on the porch. The sun was now breaking through the clouds in warm splendor, and they took this for a good omen. "'Well, why don't you answer?' demanded the rather aggressive woman. "'I can't see what you're doing here.' She stuck her umbrella in the soft earth along the graveled walk. "'We—we we came in to shut the window,' said Amy gently. A change came over the woman's face. She frowned. She smiled. She turned about and looked toward the nearest house. Then she spoke. "'Do you mean to tell me,' she demanded, "'that after I called her on the phone, Martha Black didn't come over, shut my windows, lock up my house, and feed the cat? Didn't she?' "'We don't know.' "'I'm afraid we don't know, Mrs. Black,' answered Betty. She was getting control of herself now. The aggressive woman had rather startled her at first. "'She lives down there,' said the owner of the deserted house, pointing toward the nearest residence. "'No one is here but us,' said Betty. "'We closed the windows, and we fed the cat. We also fed ourselves, but we left the money to pay for it. Shall I get it?' The woman stared at her blankly. "'I'm, I'm afraid I don't understand,' she returned weakly. "'I'll explain,' said Betty, and she did, telling how they had come in for shelter from the storm, and how they found the windows open, how they had closed up the place and had eaten and slept in it. Now they were going away. "'Well, if that doesn't beat all,' cried the woman in wonder. "'We couldn't understand how no one was at home,' went on Betty. "'Well, it's easily enough explained,' said the woman. "'I'm Mrs. Kate Robertson. Yesterday afternoon I got a telephone message from Kirkville saying my husband, who works in the plaster mill there, was hurt. Of course that flustered me. Hiram Boggs brought the message. Of course you don't know him.' "'No,' answered Betty, as Mrs. Robertson paused for a breath. "'Well, I was flustered, of course, naturally,' went on the large lady. "'I just rushed out as I was, got into Hiram Boggs' rig, he drives good horses. I will say that for him. I got in with him, just as I was, though I will say I had all my housework done and was thinking what to get supper. I got in with Hiram and made him drive me to the depot. I knew I just had time to get the 337 train, and I got it. And me, with only such things as I could grab up, she added, with a glance at her attire, which, though old-fashioned, was neat. On my way to the station, she resumed, I stopped at the drug store, telephoned Martha Black, and asked her to run over and close up my house, for it looked like a storm. It did rain, put in Molly. I should say it did, and Martha never closed my house? It was a direct question. No, we did, said Betty. Probably she forgot it. I'll have to see. Well, anyhow, when I got to my husband, I found he wasn't much hurt after all. Still, I stayed overnight with him as there wasn't a train back, and when I saw you girls on my porch, I couldn't think what had happened. Are you a votes-for-women crowd? No, said Betty. We're a walking club. No politics? None whatever. All right. Now, then, I'll see why Martha didn't come over. I can't understand. Perhaps this is she now, said Betty, as another woman was seen coming up the walk. It is, said Mrs. Robertson. That's Martha Black. The two met. There was much talk, of which the girls caught some, 
and then the explanation came mrs black had started to come over to mrs robertson's house to close the windows as she saw the rain but pausing to attend to some household duties she was a little late then she looked over and saw the sashes shut down and thought that mrs robertson had come back to attend them herself as the storm kept up she did not have a chance to call and only on seeing mrs robertson arrive did she suspect anything wrong meanwhile the girls had been in charge but mrs black was not aware of it well i must say i thank you said mrs robertson to betty and her chums and as for me taking your money i'd never dream of it won't you stay to dinner we must be off replied betty and soon after more talk and explanations and the return of the money left by the girls in the hall the travellers were on their way once more well i must say they were neat and clean observed mrs robertson as she went through her house real nice girls but betty and her chums did not hear this compliment they went on to visit the sister of grace who was not greatly alarmed at their delay though she was amused at the narrative of their experience they remained there overnight and the next day went on to simpson's corners where they were guests of betty's uncle this was a typical country settlement and the girls only remained one night their next stopping-place was to be Flatbush, where Molly's aunt lived. The weather was fine now, after the storm, and the roads were pleasant through the country. The grass was greener than ever, the trees fully in leaf, and there were many birds to be heard singing. Save for a minor adventures such as getting on the wrong road once or twice, and meeting a herd of cattle, which did them no harm, nothing of moment occurred to the girls on their trip toward flatbush they had stopped for lunch in the little village of moortown eating at the roadside under some great oak trees making chocolate instead of tea for a change then came a rest period before they went forward again they were within two miles of their destination going along a peaceful country road arched with shady trees and running parallel for a distance with a little river when betty paused and called hark listen someone is crying gracious i hope it isn't the twins exclaimed molly out here never said grace the crying increased and then they all saw a little girl sitting on a stone under a tree sobbing as if her heart would break betty hurried up to the tot what's the matter she asked pillowing the tousled yellow head on her arm i-i's losted sobbed the little girl please take me home i's losted chapter nineteen